Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. The smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. It is Saturday, uh, September 26th, almost said July, uh, September 26th, 2015. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, Mike will be calling in shortly. Um, If you'd like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Legally Blind's picture. That will bring you into the show page. Below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. On the phone with me, I have all of the members from the band Legally Blind. Uh, they have a new release called You, and I want to thank Lisa Taylor for helping me set up this interview with them. So let me welcome Eric, Jubu, Chris, um, Errol, uh, and BJ. Welcome all to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hello. 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 All right. So, who is the founding member? Let me start with you. The, um, I don't think there's – I'm, I'm, this is Jubal speaking. I don't think um, – I wouldn't call myself a founding member. I will okay. say that I came up um, with the idea um, that that we should have a band, but we we all knew that for years before I, I said it. So if you want to call me the the um, the button pusher – I'll take that, but it it <laughs> okay. always started, in, even in the beginning, it, it it started with me, Eric, and Errol, um, okay. and then um, two other two other guys, uh, Paul Wheeler and uh, Ron Smith at the time. So um, we've just progressed along, you know, since then. But I, you know, it's always been a band from the from the start. So it wasn't like. You know, I said, "Hey guys, uh, I got some music, and let's do this." No, it was always a band. Okay, and now, um, uh, Jubu, yes. uh, actually Eric, um, uh, you are kind of the man of the the moment right now because you're playing with Janet Jackson. Yes, I'm. Um, I'm currently on the break with Janet Jackson. <laughs> My brother plays Janet Jackson. He's a guitar player. They on right now. It's just on a top show up in New York. They on right now. Oh Lord. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm one of the um, I'm the bass player for Janet, along with my good friend Errol, who's also on Legally Blind. He's playing guitar with with me with Janet. So we're having a blast. Okay. Yes, so sir. you guys are the dudes right now. After this interview is over. And please email me your autographs. I'm like, dang. Hey, <laughs> Email me one too, E. Wow. So let me. I want to know how that how you came about to be uh, to work with Janet. Well, uh, actually, I worked I worked with her musical director, um, Adam Blackstone, quite frequently. Actually, we worked together with uh, Rihanna, and I um, also did Justin Timberlake for him as well. So, um, ah. so the Janet Jackson situation came up, and he's normally the bass player, but you know him and his wife were having a baby, so he he asked me would I do it. So that's how that ended up happening. And you were like, heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, 
sure, but I mean, Legally Blind is is where it's at for me, though. I mean, because I honestly, honestly feel that um, Legally Blind is about to change the game, you know, because yeah. I feel that not, and I'm not just saying it just because I'm a part of it, but literally, I mean, like R, like even the R&B category is a lost art to me. I mean, the the things that are getting categorized as R&B, I wouldn't necessarily call it that. So what we're trying to do, we're trying to bring music back that touches everybody. That's not a situation like, okay, well, it, it'll reach this genre, you know, like young people might like it, but old people might think it's disrespectful or whatever. It's like we're actually singing about love, you know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I mean, if you listen to the record, most of the things that we're talking about are about love and relationships. So, okay. yeah. All right. So um, my co-host, Mike Reynolds, has called in, so let me introduce everyone to him. Mike, meet DJ, Errol, Chris, Jubu, and Eric. Oh, yeah. Hey guys, how's everything going? Big moon. Hello, bye. All right. Hey. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to go through each of the members, and I want you guys to tell me what part of the group um, you play in. You play. So BJ, I'll start with you. Okay. Yeah. I tell am... us, B- tell us, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do so. Well, some call me the Swiss Army Knife. That's actually what Jubu calls me. But um, my role is I'm like the I'm, – I'm a vocalist and I'm a percussionist for the band. So my hands are still bleeding from a gig we had a couple weeks ago. Wow. So I'm being a percussionist. But, yeah, that's my role. And uh, if, um, if Eric isn't there, I'm going to have to sub and rehearse with him and play bass, and if Chris isn't there, I might have to play drums every once in a while, so I guess Maybe. I'm the utility guy to keep things going, you know what I mean? Okay. But, uh, we, have, we have a good time with it. We have a real good time with it. Okay. Now, let, me, let, me, let me add to that. This is Jubal, and BJ is, he is our, this, our Swiss Army knife, and, and, you know, honestly, he doesn't get the right. credit that I think he does, that he deserves for that, because, you know, when we're booking shows, it, you know, depends it's always dependent upon who's available, and that's that's what we're getting ready to change as a band. So I I even want to tell you when Eric was saying about um, playing with Janet, it was a hard decision for Eric and Errol because we're all so focused on on moving this along, and then as a band we had to tell those guys, no, go do that because that's going to help. That's even going to help the band, you know. So. It, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for them, you know, to make that decision because we have a new album out and we're and we're trying to, you know, get traction. But we we trust God and we trust the process, so we gave them our blessings to go ahead and do it. And now, you know, maybe we'll be on uh, Rhythm Nation Records next year. You never know. So. <laughs> hey, that's right. You never know. <laughs> okay, um, Aaron, I listen you- to my. Brother and them, they on this radio talk show. Uh huh. They got a group called Legally Blind. Can you, Tracy? Uh, we, can, we, can, we can actually hear you. So can you mute your phone? Oh, they hear me. Oh, I love all of y'all. I didn't know y'all could hear me. Bye. Hi, Tracy. Oh, I love you, brother. Please call me. Okay, I love you too. <laughs> Yes. Oh wait, please, Tracy, don't hang up. I'm glad you called in. Thank you for calling in. 
Yeah, that's, those are my brothers. Okay. <laughs> you boy Eric, brothers. Love you too, right? You're on a radio talk show. Okay, um, Errol, you're a part of the band. Yes, I I play the guitar. Okay. And uh, yeah, I've been been with them from the beginning. And he'll Uh sing begrudgingly sometimes too. Sometimes. Okay. Okay. All right, Chris. Yes, ma'am. What is your part in the band? Oh, I am. Uh, I play the drums and I sing a little bit behind the drums. And uh, I'm also a booking agent. I drive the bus, <laughs> clean the bathrooms. <laughs> that is a pro golfer. And everything else. Oh, and you're a golfer too? And I play golf. I, I, I wear many hats. My, my, myself and Arrow play golf. Oh, Mike plays right. golf as well. All right, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike, uh, uh, Jubu, so I know I read that you are the lead guitar and uh, vocals. Um, You play any other instruments in the band? No. Um, I guess when when Eric first got the Janet gig, Errol hadn't taken the gig yet. And okay. there were gonna be we were gonna book some shows where I was probably gonna play bass and mm-hmm. then Arrow would play guitar. But that never happened. So I've never done anything but play guitar in the band. And, and okay. All right. Now collectively you guys have played with just about everybody. I mean there's a list of who's who in the business that you guys have played with. Now uh Juby, you are currently playing with Frankie Beverly and Mays? Yes, I've been with Frankie since 2000. Um, okay. From 98 to 2000, I did the When You Used to My Love Is Your Love tour with her. And from um, 89 to basically 98, I was a member of Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh. And, and okay. now, you know, and in, in between those times, I play with different people, basically, basically based on getting, getting, like, through my brother, like Kenny Lattimore and, you know, a few other people, but, well, but, you know, okay. mainly it's been, it's been those three people. I've, I haven't played with too many people because I've been in bands for a long time. Okay. Okay. Where the other and guys it, have a lot more names on, on their resume, you know? Okay. Yeah, I was just getting ready to get to Eric. In addition to Eric playing with Janet, um, you've also performed with Justin Timberlake and Rihanna? Yes, ma'am. Wow, I did. You guys I did. Are... I, I worked with I worked with Rihanna for about the last eight years, and then I did Justin Timberlake's um, his last 2020 experience tour, which ended um, this past um, year. And that was that was also through Adam Blackstone, you know, just working with him or whatever. But but yeah, I mean, I've been I've been able to do some pretty high profile gigs, thank God. So, mm-hmm. tell me about Tina Marie. You did Tina Marie. You did. Well, she's done. He's done a lot of, lot of uh, great artists. Well, well, actually, she, she, he was my first gig. Um, my brother drove me to her audition when I was a young whippersnapper, and I heard I saw so many people 
at the audition who had who had people seen on shows like Arsenio Hall and you know like all these big shows and stuff. I was like, man, I'm not playing. I want to go home. You know, my <laughs> brother. Oh, you gonna play? <laughs> we drove all the way out out of LA. You about to play? So I was able to get that um, get that job, and from there it's pretty much been. You know, a lot of word of mouth. I, um, I did, you know, Tevin Campbell back in the day, Kenny Lattimore, Tony Rich Project, um, TLC, Tina Marie, did some stuff with Destiny's Child, um, Brian McKnight. I can't even – it's funny, a lot of stuff I don't even remember. Like somebody was like, oh, yeah, remember you played with them? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. about the art. Like, like Faith mm-hmm. Evans. The Hummingbird. Yeah, Brownstone. Um, okay, Brownstone, I, I like that. Yeah. Maya, um, Mary Mary, um, Fantasia. Wow. So yes. Cool. So, so, now, now, you know, now, now, I wanted to ask you guys. I don't, you know, I wanted to ask you guys with all of the uh, high-profile gigs that you all have been doing. How have you all implemented the stuff that you learn on these different experiences and taking that into, you know, uh, building legally blind to a point where you know you can push it out there and everything. Well, well Can I answer that? Um, let me go first, so because okay. I lose my train of thought. What what I'm learning is what I don't want to do. Um, as as far as like the band, like we have such a we we have such a loving brotherhood amongst us that I don't, yeah, I don't ever worry about that. And there's nothing, you know, that there's no other band experience that I've had that can match my legally blind experience. But what I'm learning from other other organizations is what we what I don't want to do. You know, mm. how how the transparency that that has to that has to be on every level if you want to keep a successful band, you know. A lot of that's missing in these in these groups. You know, a lot of times people take a they'll a, a manager will come in and, and he and he'll isolate that lead singer or that star. And it'll start to corrupt things, you know, because that manager is going to get twenty percent of of whoever he can get the biggest, you know what I mean, the biggest piece off of. So I've seen a lot of things that we that I'm not, I'm never going to allow us to do as a band, as long as I have a voice to say, you know, I don't think we should do this, you know, or, or do that. So I'm sorry, TJ. What were you going to say? I mean, you you basically. Said pretty much everything. My my answer would have been just the business aspect of it. A lot of bands that get together, predominantly um, the minorities, uh, let's say like uh, the the blacker version of some of these super bands. The business is not great. The talent is there, and everybody sounds good, and we get in the studio, and it's amazing. But when it comes to the business part of it, um, that's mostly where. You know, everything goes wrong and the bands break up and then the music is gone. Uh, when we get together, uh, there's no doubt that we, you know, we have the chemistry and we have, um, when we get in the studio, it's like a great time. We're laughing and joking and we're creating and it's beautiful. But after everything, you know, after after the mix is done, there's business that needs to be taken care of. And playing behind artists like, you know, Whitney Houston and Stevie Wonder and all these people. Um, you kind of see, well, I know I stick my head in, in management's office sometimes and kind of like put my ear in there and figure out how, you know, they handle their business and how, you know, the do's and the don'ts, as Juju said, you know, if if I feel like we're all a part of a certain band and we're, you know, 
the business needs to be to where it's open and honest from the jump, but there won't be any, you know, like, I'm going to sue you because you said this is what you said versus, you know, it's being in writing and we all agree to it and, and, and we go on and move on happily and collectively. Okay. All right. Now, Jubu, why the name Legally Blind? Legally Blind, um, we're really still figuring out that mission statement. You know, for us, it was, I, I had a couple of meetings with record execs about Legally Blind. We did our first album, and I was running around with the demo and sitting talking to people, and, and they would listen to the music, and they would say, wow, this song sounds different from that one. This song sounds different from that one. How do we, how do we market and promote you? How do we categorize you? And my answer would always be, why do we have to categorize Mm-hmm. You said you like all the songs, so why can't it just be good music? So once once I started, and I and I'm and I wanted to say this too. I've been I've been in the music system in the music industry for a long time. I've written a lot of songs and produced a lot of records for people, like Take You Out for Luther Vandross, and I've, I mean I've done like a lot of records. And last last I checked, I've been blessed to have over a hundred songs published, but. Even in even in all that, you know, I just feel like we we have um I didn't so being in the system, I understand the system, but I don't think legally blind fits I don't think we fit the system. So okay. I told my brother we need to put we need to just do what we're gonna do because we would we would overthink things. I'm like, Okay, well we wanna let's do an album that sounds like you know John Mayer, and then we'll go after that crowd. I'm just giving you a hypothetical, and then we'll 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 go after that crowd. But when you start doing music that way, then to me that's not truly organic. What's truly organic is when you, the guys come together, or we something's in my head, or something's in someone else's head, and we come together, and and that's what we create. So since since we didn't fit in the box, I said let's just put put blinders on. You know, and then Legally Blind evolved from that because my friend Keith Crouch, who's also a great producer, Brandy, and, you know, a lot of other people, he said, make it official. You know, first it was just going to be blind. Like, we're we're blind to everything. And he's like, no, make it official, man. Make it legally blind. And that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. Now, where are you guys located? Juby, where are you located? Today I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. But the, we're all from California. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, and then everybody else is in California? California. Yes. I'm yep. sorry? Okay. All right. All right. I have a phone call. I'll take this call and then we're going to get into some music. Um, okay. Area code 267. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Area code 267. Oh, yes. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, this is Jennifer. I'm calling from the East Coast, Philadelphia area, and um, I'm a huge, huge fan of Legally Blind. Oh, thank you. I really can't wait for them to um, to catch on to the East Coast and and start touring out here. We can't either. Mm. We're ready. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. Well, thank I just you, wanted Jennifer. to say, share um, a quick story. Um, I was, sure. you know, sitting in the um, in the parking lot, and I had my um, I had my music playing. I, had, I think I was playing Nina, 
and um, a gentleman came up to me, he had my windows down and everything, and a gentleman came up to me, and he was like, you know, what kind of music is that? Um, Hispanic brother. And um, and I said, and I, I kind of paused because because of the fact that your music is um, legally blind, I, I kind of paused because I'm like, all right, how do I how do I label this music? And and it was mm-hmm. kind of hard, but um, but I just you know I told him it was a combination of of soul and jazz and and everything. And um, but he just kind of nodded and he was he was feeling it. So um, East Coast is ready for you. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Now, 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 I want to ask you before we we let you go and everything. Uh, how did you get introduced to Legally Blind's music? Um, honestly, um, being, being from the friend, East Coast, yeah. Yep. Um, honestly, um, a friend of mine, uh, one of my coworkers, introduced me to um the uh, Maze featuring Frankie Beverly live experience. And so, mm-hmm. for the past, um, I want to say the past four, um, four or five years, I've been going to that um, that concert like religiously. Um, you know, my year is not complete until I go to one of their concerts. And um and just this year alone I had the opportunity to go to um two shows. We went to the Mother's Day show in Newark and then we also did the Philadelphia show. And um I it, it I think it took me about the second time of me going to one of their concerts for me to really see the beast that was Jubu Smith. So mm. <laughs> so mm. um like, you know, once the second time I was just like, "Yo, this man is serious. This man, this man has like serious talent. He's bringing it." And um, from there, you know, I kind of did some research and I found that you know they had a band and everything. And um, I got the CD. I even bought the CD for my friend so that she could be down with it. And um, and I've been hooked. Uh, it's 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 like the first thing that I put on when I get in my car. It's what I jam to when I'm at work. It's just it's still good music. It's 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 awesome. Okay. That's cool. Right. Well, that is great. That's a great compliment to the guys, to the group. Thank you for that, Lisa. Um, Jennifer. Thank you. Can I ask Jennifer a question? Sure. Yes. Hi, Jennifer. This is um, Pitt Punk. Hey, how you you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Wait. Now, was your last name having to be Strickland? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Because, um, I was like, I want to do the same, Jennifer, because um, cause, um, <laughs> we're, fr- we're friends on Facebook and you like a few things. So I was like, okay, uh, I think we have a fan. That's amazing. Sounds like Yes, you have a fan for sure. Yeah. We're definitely trying to trying to get out to the um, to the East Coast. And um, what's, what's funny is, um, I remember maybe matter of fact last year when I was when I was on tour with Justin Timberlake, we did a show in um in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And um and so our um trumpet player, his family had this big cookout or whatever, so a bunch of musicians came and so there was this one kid, he literally told me my whole resume. He was like, Yo man, legally blind, man, we love y'all here, man. It's like you can literally go to any club and mm-hmm. like with live music and find somebody playing one of y'all songs, man. Like when y'all coming out? <laughs> so, and and I literally hear that so much. I'm talking about like even in Australia when I was over there. It's just like so. Even though wow. like, um, as far as record sales, <laughs> we might not see that, but it's just like I mean, maybe people are still in the music, which is cool. As long as long as you have it at this point, I don't care how you get it because I just want to play. Like like my my um my heart's desire is to literally true with my band for the rest of my life. If I got to die on stage, mm-hmm. I'm cool. 
You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. right now, and that's that's not to that's not not to say that oh. I, mean, I thank God for every <laughs> hush your mouth. Um, I think. <laughs> I thank God for every opportunity. You know what I mean? I've, I've been blessed to play with, like, a lot of A-list artists, but I promise you, it's nothing like playing with my band. And, and the guys will attest to this. We did a show in Southern California a few years back where it was, like, Angie Stone, you know, Ron Isley, a bunch of people. And so mm-hmm. we were doing we were doing a song, You. And, like, the crowd was singing the lyrics, right? I mean, every time we got to the chorus, the crowd was singing. And so, mm. I got, so it's it's an outdoor festival. Matter of fact, me and me and Chris Johnson, we were playing with Rihanna at the time. So we literally had a sound check with Rihanna, um, jet on the freeway to get to our gig, and then jet back to um to Rihanna show that night. But mm. so we, I mean, we just chilling, dark shades on. It was, like, it was a really good show. Man, them people start singing that chorus. I, <laughs> I look at my brother. As a matter of fact, I'm already choked up. I'm not lying. I'm already choked up. <laughs> So, wow. so I try. So I look up with my brother. I see his eyes water, and so I just got like I'm trying to tilt my head back. You know, I got on shades. I'm trying to be cooler, man. Tears rolling down my face. Like I'm like, like yo, this is this is so amazing, man. This is what like it is not even about money for me. It's just about I mean I, I have such a genuine love for my brothers, and like every time we get together, it's like nonstop comedy. It's it's I mean. Just pray for us, man. Like really, and I mean it. I mean it. Like when I, you know, you hear people like we praying for you. Like no, pray for, pray for us, because this is what this is what we're supposed to be doing. Oh wow! Yo, I just want to say now. And I'll, um, I'll get off because I think I got to do, you know, a whole show and everything. And you only got an hour. But um, I just want to say I really appreciate the musicality. I appreciate the lyrics. Um, it's just everything, like um, the the intricate rhythms, just everything is just amazing. And and I, I rarely find a whole CD that I can play from start to finish and not mm-hmm. skip a song. And this well, is you. Mm-hmm. This is you. So, okay. So I, you know, I like what you're doing. Keep it up. I wish you nothing but much success and all the best. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Really all right. Now, now I want to follow up with another question. You know, as far as are you guys finding that fans of Legally Blind are finding you guys through the people that you play with? Um, some, sometimes it's like that, and I think a lot of times it's it's from you know fellow musicians. You know, like when when you post stuff on YouTube. I mean, obviously, you know, social media is is like a great tool now, and so a lot of times I I think you know from I, I can definitely say for me and my brother, for instance, you know, me and Jubu because. Um, we grew up playing quartet music, and, and it shows in the music that Jubu has written for sure. You know, and, and it shows in, and you know, the DNA of our band. So I, I, I would say based on that and that alone, and then I think we're more, yeah, pretty much for, with the people that we're working with. It's like, I mean, basically, I think I like to say yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> e, okay, I, I was gonna say this. This is BJ. I was going to say, I was in Tampa last year, and I was actually doing uh, a gospel gig, a quartet gig, and I was minding my own business, and this one, this, these two guys came up to me, these two brothers, and they said, hey, man, who is this? Who is this? Man, what is this? I let my good time play. And I'm like, really? And I was in Tampa. He said, man, we know you, man. We know you from Legally Blind, man. Man, that's our thing, man. Tell Jubal, man. And I did not it coming so you you touched on that quartet piece that was Absolutely. i was in tampa 
I had no idea. You know, a lot of people know me from from different artists or whatever, but to be known for that in that arena, that just goes to show you how you never know where it's going to come from. And, and, of course, YouTube and social media is such a powerful tool. It just takes for something to be trending, and then your face and everything you do is in people's eyes that you don't even know you're going to reach. And that's how that's how it comes back. That's the, that's the gratification that comes back a lot of times. Mm, wow. All right. Uh, let's get into some music. Um, Jubu, I'm going to let you pick the first song. The first song. Um. Wow. Let's do the garden. In the garden. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Which one? Let's do the garden. The garden. Okay. Tell me about the garden. The garden is. The garden is um, a song that it's just talking about all the things that are going on in the world today. You know, we still got people in wars and, you know, people are killing, people are going into movie theaters, and, you know, you can't even go to the movies without wondering if you're going to make it home and stuff. So basically we're just like, um, it's a song of, of, of hope. You know, we, we still believe there's, there's a place and there's a center of, of your soul that if you can find it, you, you'll find your peace, you know, even in this crazy world. To me, that's what it means. Okay. We are talking to the members of Legally Blind. Their new CD is called You. Um, you can find it on their website, legallyblindmusic.com. This is In the Garden. Thank you. 
Learn to love your brother and stop making him bleed. Cause we all are one under the sun. Do we really need all the bumps and guns? Open up your heart and now that's a start. The solution we ought to be a part. It can be amazing. Yes, it can. Help me blind. from Legally Blind's new release, You. I have another phone call for you guys, area code 215. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hey, guys. Hi, what's your name? It's Sheena. Hey, Sheena. Hello. Hey. Hi. Sheena. Sheena. <laughs> I just called to show my support. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you, Sheena. Thanks, Mama. Sheena, Sheena, Sheena was our first booking agent. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool. pleasure. Right. It was an honor. I'm really, really excited. The world can now know what we've all known for years. I'm mm-hmm. happy. I'm so happy. The album is great, of course. But now it's time for the world to know. So I'm happy about these jazz festivals. No small oh. clubs. I want to see you guys on big venues and just reaching out to mainstream, just legally blind as far as just races, ethnicities, cultures from all over the world. You know, that's what I want to see. And I'm excited. I know I'm going to see it. So congratulations on everything. Miss you guys. Wow. I miss you, Miss you too, baby. Bless yeah. you, daughter. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Who was that, Chris? Yeah, we know it, 
Yeah. Gina, was, Gina was booking shows back when the tickets were like $9, and now they're like, you know, 19 Gina. and 23 $9? Wow. <laughs> Should have got us in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Come on, increase. Thank you, Carl. Um, Don't worry. I'll talk to you guys later. I'm going to say, hit me up when you come to town. Okay, Sheena. Take care. Love you. I'll Love be there you. in a couple weeks. Love Who is that? Chris. Is that Chris? Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes. I'm here. Hit me up. Thank you, Sheena. Love you guys. Okay. Bye bye. Jubu, I have a question um, about Frankie Beverly and Mays. Uh, yeah. A few years ago, I read an article that they were coming out with a new CD, and it was going to be called Anticipation. Can you deny yeah. or verify that? <laughs> well, I've been anticipating it for the last 10 years. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll just say this. I'll, let me say this, because here's, here's the truth of it all. Frank says that a lot during during the shows, some you know sometimes, and he does. He definitely has he has the music. I mean, he's let he's let me hear some some incredible ideas, but the band has yet to record these songs. So, you know, um, it's it's definitely a possibility, and he does he does say it, and he has all the. You know, he has everything to make it happen. His home studio is amazing. But I just think, you know, at this juncture and, and, and at this at this age, it's, it's just take, it takes a little longer. And to be honest with you, Frank has about 30 people in, this, in, the, in within the maze entourage that he personally mm-hmm. feels responsible for. And and he's, he's old school to the core, so when Frank does an album, that's a six- to eight-month process for him. Mm-hmm. So you know, unless unless he gets some uh, big funding from a record label like they used to do, it's it's hard for him to justify coming out with a new record when 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 a lot of people are not going to be able to live how they're used to living. So you know, his thing is you know we'll go out two weeks out a month so I can make sure that everybody can live, and then you know if that if that comes up, then it'll come. But he definitely has the music. But it's just it's just taking a long it's a long process with that, you know. Okay. With, with, that's why when he says anticipation when we're on stage, sometimes I just I, just, I chuckle a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> this, the, the title is it's just funny, you know. But he definitely has the music, so I can't say that he's not gonna do it. You know, I can just say we haven't done it yet. Okay. Okay. Well, I think if he if he did a Kickstarter campaign or some kind of crowdfunding campaign to get that album off the ground, I don't think he'll have a problem getting the money for that. Well, he's you not going to have a problem. He's not going to mm-hmm. have a problem with it. But here's the flip side. I've been with him since 2000, and just as as just as many people that want to hear a new album because the system always tells you like got to put out an album every couple of years, you know, stay current. Yeah. You also have a whole bunch of people that come up to me and say, man, I don't want no new music, because if, if he does that, then he's going to take something off the show that I like. You know, mm. he, he's going to take something. you gotta, you got to understand, what Frank has is all classics. That's why people keep coming. It's, it's like a drug. He has yes. 13 classic hits, 
that, that I mean, it's like boom, 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 one, you know, one after the other. And the and the one that's the his least biggest hit is is laid back kind of guy, which is what he comes out on. So you got you got a lot of people that are afraid if he does a record, then they won't hear We Are One. Then then they may not hear Golden Time of Day. They, we might have to take you know even. We did a tour last year where we we took the morning after out of the show and, and put in um, Lady of Magic. You know, so many people was in uproar about it. Some some people love Lady of Magic and couldn't believe that Frank did it, but you had so many other people like, "Where's more than that?" So he took more than that. You got you got fans of Frankie that they know his monologue. They know mm-hmm. what he's gonna say in the show. You know, it's I, I say this: Frankie Beverly is like that classic Bentley that pulls up. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to put big tires on it. You don't have to put your insignia on it. It's a classic car, and that's what he is. He's that classic thing. So, so you know, I think even Frank probably put, wonders that in his mind, you know, if I do this, you know, will, will it suffer? So I don't, I don't know. You know, personally, I don't, I don't think he's going to do it, but you never know. Okay. Well, I have been to a couple of, of concerts, Frankie Beverly and Mays concerts, and he literally does not have to sing a note because we sing all the songs for him. Absolutely. It's you karaoke know? night. Jill Scott yeah. said that. She said all you got to do is just put the microphone in the air and we'll take it We'll take it care of it. Take it from you. there. And I, I, and how is it that this, this group can have a sold-out concert every time and has, you know, and don't have a new CD, hasn't put out, produced a new CD in years, but the concerts well, are always sold Frank, out. They're so good. Well, Frank has become legally blind, in a sense. Yes, And yes, I'll, yes. I'll say it like this. He's, he's proven to me that it's not about quantity. It's about quality. So mm-hmm. you don't have to do an album every year if you got a great album. You know, yeah. when when Stevie Wonder did Songs in the Key of Life, he don't never have to do a record again. He got he got enough. He got, how much time is he going to give you on a live show? Two hours. Mm-hmm. That that album is two and a half hours of classics. Three, three, three and a half. Three and a half. Wow. Well, yeah, because he, he loves it. Frank's going to give you an hour and forty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One hour and forty. That's all you're going to get. And then you know, but. Yeah. Okay. And how is he doing? Is he okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You know, I mean, he's 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 68 years old. You know, he's okay. 68 years old. And you're talking about a man with, you know, when people bring up, uh, what a, you know, is, is he having throat problems? No, he's not having throat problems. He has a 68-year-old voice that he's never taken time off. When you look mm. at, when you look at um, Charlie Wilson, let's just say Charlie Wilson, right? Well, he can sing like that because he took 10 years off to deal with personal mm-hmm. issues and the drugs and all that stuff. He took 10 years off. Then when they do albums, they take a year off. Frank has been touring for 30 straight years. <laughs> so, you know, plant singing 150 times a year like that, and, you know, and he sings hard. He talks hard. So, no, it's just, it's just life, you know. Okay. He's, he's not 32 anymore. Okay. I get that. I get that. Okay, you know, Eric. Yes. Um, you are performing with Layla Hathaway. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That, and Arrow. And Arrow does. These people. These yeah. people take. They take so much of our band. That's what. That's what's going to be the greatest victory for me personally. <laughs> once, once we start getting 
rolling because, mm-hmm. you know, they can't just have Eric or they just can't have Arrow. They got to have them both. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what frustrates me at times, you know. Uh, Eric, how long have you been playing with her? With Layla? Uh-huh. Uh, I've actually been playing with Layla probably about... 11 years. 11? Has it been that long? It's been 11 years, 2004. Yeah, because when I I first actually put the band together because she had a situation and and she wanted to go into a different direction or whatever, so we talked about it and she allowed me to to get my friends and it's it's been great. And and me and and her are extremely close now as well. So, I mean, but I've literally had Liquidly Blind on Layla's gig. I mean, Jubal's done a gig, Chris Johnson's done a gig, um, Errol's currently doing a gig with me. So, any, so it's like my comfort zone. He's my brother. So, like, literally, if I can if I can play with Legally Blind or if I can play with another artist that I can just have them with me all the time, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in heaven. So, but Layla, I mean, Layla's definitely, like, like, I mean, off the record, I guess I can't go off the record on the radio, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, literally with with uh, with all the people that I work with, and this this isn't a shot at anybody, but like obviously hands hands down, I mean Legally Blind, that's that's my favorite. But Layla is definitely second. I mean, like I love work, I love 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 working with her. And one one thing I love working uh, about working with her is the fact that that um, there's no machine, you know, no Pro Tools, no, so every everything is live, and we can do we can do ten shows in a row on the same day, and it will all be different because it's just. Okay. It's you know, a different, you know, different energy from the crowd, from her, you know, from the band or whatever. And it's like, and, and we don't we don't have shows that I would necessarily say that aren't good. They're just all different. And and she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she's a legend in her own right. So yeah, she's definitely like my favorite vocalist ever. And I have the yeah. um, you know the privilege of working with her. So and I'm musical director with her as well. So. Okay. So you cool. like you like her you like her over Paul Beasley? <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Do you want a party? Wow. Uh oh. Party. Party. Oh, that Sounds oh, like something. You know what? Um, one, hey, one more thing. I I forgot to add. We just um we just recorded a live DVD with with Alayla at um, the Troubadour. Errol is playing on that as well. Um, mm-hmm. The Troubadours where her dad, you know, Donnie Hathaway did his live recording in what was seventy two, um, something like that. So that was really really epic, you know. So we and we covered a couple of her dad's tunes or whatever. So that'll be coming out in October, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And it, okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that too. It's a really good record. Definitely and this is Jubal. This is Jubal telling you guys also to go support Tweet. Tweet has a new single out called "Won't Hurt Me" that I co that I co wrote and produced. And she's a she's a she's an excellent artist, amazing amazing artist. So you guys that are listening out there, go go support Tweet too. Everyone is saying like this song is reminding them of her um, her classic album Southern Hummingbird. So mm. FYI. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, Eric, what's the next song we're going to listen to? Okay, I think the next song we should listen to is I Got the Blues. Okay, tell me about this one. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) this song is basically, um, 
wrote, written by my brother and Harold Lilly, and basically, it's it's almost like I can't even explain the song. It's it's I mean, basically, you know how it talks about how how you know relationships like you know some tell it, some say it's cheaper to keep her, but I disagree. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, just play it. Let the people decide because it's, it's <laughs> no. just good. Feel good. I mean, it's like reminds you of BB, but it's young and it's Jen. Okay. All right. I got the blues.
Okay, you said you're standing on your own porch, afraid Ooh. to open the door. That's bad. Yeah, I don't want. I, I don't want to go in. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I don't want to go in. Oh, That's a nice record. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Wow. Thank you, Swift. And, and the funniest part, hey, it faded on the squad. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I say invaded out on the squall. Oh. <laughs> on purpose. Lisa tells me that your um that your mother sings in the church and she's a great singer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And actually listen, we we all come we all come from that the church background. Me and my brother came up with my father um, as the Soulful Sons of Zion, and um, I'm I'm also a part of a gospel group called the Soul Seekers. Okay. So we're 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 staying really close to to those roots, and then everything else sprouts from that root, you know. Okay, um, I want to read a, a quick review uh, from Lee Hildebrand, veteran contributor to the San Francisco Chronicle, and he says, "Legally Blind is easily the tightest." most creative soul blues band performing today. Great songs rooted in the blues and gospel quartet traditions written by and featuring the deeply soulful lead vocals of John Jubu Smith, a double whammy of awesome guitar work by Jubu and Errol Cooney, and a rhythm section made up of some of the most accomplished players in the business make for a truly world-class team. It's a nice review. Yeah, really nice review. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, I have one member here that we I don't think we have on the phone, Charles Wheeler. Carl Wheeler? Yes, Carl, Carl is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have down, I have that he plays the Hammond B3 and keys, and he also performs with uh, Frankie Beverly. Yes, okay. he does. Yes, yes he okay. does. All right, cool. Now, Jubu, why did you move from L.A. to Atlanta? Um, because all my friends started doing reality TV, and uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm jo- I'm joking. I'm I'm really joking. <laughs> Honestly, I, I moved to Atlanta because I wanted I wanted my son to have this experience. You know, he's um he's a, he's a senior in high school now, but we moved two years ago because. When, um, as a black man, I grew up thinking that, um, you know, let me work as hard as I can, put my kids in private school, put my kids, you know, in, in you know, what we think is, is best for them. And mm-hmm. that's not always the case. You know, I didn't grow up in private school. I went to public school all my life, and I think I turned out okay. But what I realized was the pattern that I was in was keeping up with the Joneses, my my children weren't there wasn't there wasn't balance you know there wasn't balance he was he's around a, a a lot of people that that were of different ethnicities than himself so I wanted to come somewhere where I could show him that we don't that black people don't only play basketball and 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 sing and entertain so we moved here because I researched it and found out that there was 22,000 millionaires in the city of Atlanta, black black millionaires in, in, in Atlanta, 22,000, right? Now, 
his my my son's dentist, my dentist, my and my doctor, they're both they're they're black now. My dentist is a black woman. My doctor my doctor is a is a black man. And that was important to me for my son to have this this experience. You know, okay. that's what it was. And I've always wanted to to uh, live in the South for for a small period of time. I just wanted to experience that Southern life. Seeing that both of my parents were from the South and they had migrated to California. So that's that's what that was. You know, I, I really wanted my children to, to to have this experience. You know, and that's why I did it. But it's it's temporary. I can't be oh, okay. to my brother too too long. Okay. You know? Because I was wondering, well, well, this, I was going, to, I was going to chime in and say that you know I'll be coming to Atlanta in November, so I would, I would love to meet you and see you when when I come to Atlanta. Let's do it. I love, I love to eat, yeah. so let's do it. Hey, yeah. I, hey, I do too. I is, hey, is per- perfect. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we got, we got papados. <laughs> we got some good sushi out here. We got some great things out here. So, no, come on, please. Now, now, but are you finding um, that the, the you know, Atlanta has a, a pretty good music scene there. Are you finding that you that you have just as much work there as a musician that you did in um, California? No, but I didn't want I didn't want the work. Okay. I didn't want to come here. I didn't want to come here for that. See, what I I'm glad you touched on that. When I was in LA, you get branded. It's kind of like the same thing with the Legally Blind. So I got branded as, you know, a great session cat. Decent songwriter, decent producer, and all that, but I never could get my artistry through to the same people that mm-hmm. I work with. Mm-hmm. You know, the same people that I work with that will take a thousand songs from me, but I can't get, I couldn't get my voice, you know, on the radio. So the move, the move to the South had really nothing to do with music, and what it let, what it allowed me to do was to really cut such of my such of my living costs that I could really focus on writing for my band. I could really focus mm-hmm. on me being an artist and not and you know and not me being a helper to others. Because all that stuff is good and like Chris was saying a little earlier to play in these other bands and all that, but if you don't have ownership of anything, mm-hmm. it it go it goes away. You know, and you go mm-hmm. on tour for two years and and after taxes and all that stuff, you you buy your house, but then after you do that, you gotta keep working. You gotta keep you gotta keep going because you don't own it. So I I wanted to I wanted to scale back so I could leap forward because I told my brother when I come back to California, I'm gonna live where I want to live, how I want to live. I want a lot of land and I want I want horses and stuff. So you can't do that as a side man unless you're playing with Sting or or Eric Clapton. All the time, you know. So it has to be about ownership. So I really came out here to give my children an experience and revamp myself. Okay. If you will. Okay. That's understandable. I understand that. Okay. All right, um, Chris. I'm going to let you pick the next song. Um, Chris, there. Okay. I'm gonna. One of my favorites on the whole album has been for a long time. Why break mine? I knew you were gonna say that, Chris. I knew. I knew. And 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 Terry, he would say getaway, but it's not on the record. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah, Thank God. (laughs) All right, Chris, tell me about why break mine. (laughs) 
well, see, I was one of the late comers in the band. Um, a lot of these songs was written before I got there, but um, musically, I wanted to embrace the music um, and make it my own some type of okay. way. And this is one of the songs that um, I absolutely kind of like put it, just wrapped my arms around and put, you know, and made it, you know, not only a song like to compliment what the list is already talking about and, and, you know, it's a real emotional tune and we're all musicians and have great musicianship. So, um, I, this song pretty much for me, uh, sealed the deal as far as like, oh, this band is, this is it. This is the one. So why break mine coming to you in five, four, three, two, Wonder if he loves you better than you. 
right. Why break mine from Legally Blind's new release, You? You can this pick that up on their Matt, website, Matt, Legally Blind. I'm sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was gonna I was gonna piggyback off of what Chris said, but go ahead and finish what you were gonna say. I'm sorry. Oh okay. I was just gonna say that you can pick up the release <laughs> on their website, legallyblindmusic.com. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just this is BJ. I was just gonna say, um, why break mine is my favorite song even before I got in this band. I've been here since I think oh six or oh seven. And that was always, it was like my morning devotion for a while. I don't know if you knew that, fellas. Uh, but that's like my all-time favorite song, From the Blind. And to do it live when Arrow and Jubu are there is an extreme treat because we cannot be active for months. And they have this synchronization that they play together as a duo that's, Pretty freaking incredible. So I just wanted to give you guys public props. I may not tell you in the dressing room because we're too busy laughing at each other and, you know, capping and stuff, but that's some magic. It's, it's a lot of magic behind that song. So I just wanted to piggyback off of what my brother Chris Johnson said about that one particular song, you know. It's a great song. And, and BJ, and B, this is yes, you, and, and I want to tell, I want to say that to me, um, it's probably my favorite song. For the band too. Uh, as a side note, that that song was co-written uh, by Lettucey. She wrote uh, a couple mm. of lines, lyrics on that. Actually, she wrote um, uh, "Never Hurt Me," but I, I heard it all before. She wrote those lyrics. Um, and you say that you, you know, yeah, she co-wrote that with us. But what I wanted to say <laughs> is that song really epitomizes the brotherhood that we have. Mm. When you hear mm. when you hear all the intertwining stuff between the arrow, you can tell that we love each other. The the instrument, to me, the great players aren't those technical people. Great players are people that have allowed the instrument just to be an extension of you. So if you're if you're an aggressive person, and I I see you playing aggressive, then yeah, that fits you because you're an aggressive person. So for me, why break mine? The 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 all the ear candy, the the interaction between me and Arrow is so genuine. And I was telling Arrow even last night that we're gonna, we got to redo Hotel California by the Eagles because that song Absolutely. is one of the greatest one of the greatest uh, guitar duo solos ever 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 done. And we were just saying last night how we would take it. And and do their signature stuff, and then we would fly. Remember that, Arrow? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I know it's hard for Arrow to remember stuff after nine. It gets real um, blurry for Arrow. But <laughs> wow. that's, 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 our, that's our side wow. note. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, John. I remember. And, and Terry, it gets blurry for me around eleven. Okay, eleven thirty. But you know, Arrow's around seven to nine. But anyway, um, that that song that song really. Epitomizes the, our, our, it epitomizes our band. It epitomizes our, our brotherhood. And, and Chris, you're absolutely right. You took that song to a whole nother place, man. I mean, and 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 thank God for Ron Smith, who was our original drummer. He's a great guy. He's still our, probably our biggest fan. Even came to the the last show and said, and this was big to me. He said, man, this is what the band is supposed to sound like. And mm-hmm. and to me, that's that's huge for. Someone, you know, to say that, but absolutely, why break mine? Probably is the strongest representation of, of what what with legally blind, what we, what we have as brothers. 
Mm, okay. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Errol, um, in addition yeah. to you performing with Janet, you also uh, performed with Stevie Wonder. How did you get that gig? Uh, well, I I got that call because of uh, Teddy Campbell. He was looking to add a guitar player, and he asked uh, Ricky Miner and Teddy who they would recommend, and they recommended me. And Chris was the drummer at the time, and he's now back with Stevie also. Okay. You guys are just, I'm telling you, you, you're playing with the who's who in the business here, and uh, I love that about you guys, you know. And, yeah, and but like none of them let, let us open up. Well. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Did you hear me, yeah. Terry? No, sir. What'd you say? None of these bands will let us open up, though. Oh. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm, I'm not trying to start nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, told you, I told you earlier we're, we're not in the system, you know, so. Yeah, but you know, but you, know <laughs> when you say that, and that happens a lot with, with bands and and indie artists and stuff. So when you said that, they're kind of like, okay, really? I'm like, mm. <laughs> well, if you're kidding now, if you're just kidding, okay, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding, I think. Okay, all right. So, Errol, how long have you been with Stevie? Uh, eight years on and off since 2007. Eight years. Wow. You know, I have never been to a Stevie Wonder concert. Well, you better go. I do. I need to go check him out. And I've never been to a yeah, Janet Jackson concert either. And it sold out before she was going to perform here. I'm in Las Vegas. And she was going to perform here. And I believe it sold out. Or either she canceled it to go take care of her father. One of the... Um, no, we actually, we actually planned two shows in Las Vegas on the, I want to say the 8th like and the 9th. 8th and the 9th, I believe, yeah. yeah. Of October or November? October. October. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, cool. Well, I've never seen so her. Now, so now, you, now you're going. Now you're I going. have to go see her. Yeah, I've never seen her. I know she puts on a good show. So I definitely have to check her out. Okay. Yeah, and I saw All her right, last fellas. night. She's still, she's still beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's still beautiful. And, you know, I read an article uh, about her, her single, Sleep, and about how the radio stations aren't playing it. And I was really mm-hmm. surprised to read that. So that's I, nice. well, personally, I loved I loved the song, but here's here's the issue with that. Too. People are once again they brand you, okay? Yeah. So they want to hear all this up tempo stuff like Rhythm Nation and what have you done for me lately? And that's like that woman was in her twenties. Yeah. She's fifty yeah. now. Sade Sade doesn't have the same greatest you know high speed songs that she had. We we yeah. we're, we're slowing down, and and, and instead of Instead of, and this is my problem with radio stations. You, you know, the problem that I have is that these people are are deciding instead of letting letting the fans decide. Just play the record. Let the, yeah, let the fans yeah. decide. If, if you're and, gonna and I, I, that's true. And I know that you know she went back and redid it and add uh and added J Cole to do a uh, verse on the song and everything. So I noticed that since that happened, they kind of picked it up a little more and everything. Well, to me, that's 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 not fair. You're telling me that I have to have a young artist for you to play my music. Yeah. You know, and maybe maybe that's what's stopping Frank from Frankie from doing an album because of all that stuff. If you want to present who you are, why do I have to team up with with a kid that's 30 years younger than me? He hasn't been what I've been been through what I've been through. But just because 
he he's current on some format, you have to, you have to go back to that. And listen, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm saying it's just sad that we have to think that way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love J Cole as I love J Cole as an artist, so I don't want that to be misconstrued at all. I'm just saying that if that woman, as much great music as she's given us, if she gives you a record to put out, trust her and play the record, and then let yeah. the people decide. Exactly. I mean, after all, it's Janet Jackson. She put out hit after hit after hit in her doing her exactly. career, and they now this song "Sleep" is just not it's not doing it for them. It's a nice song. It's a really good song. It's a it's a really nice song, you know. And it, yeah. and and it's, she's back with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, which is the formula. So it's the same mm-hmm. formula. Why can't mm-hmm. you? You know what I mean? So so yeah, yeah. I, that's that's my problem with with radio in, in essence, you know. But it's I okay. Agree. I agree. Just like you All said, right, she's Mikey. still selling out those venues. She's still, you know, people are gonna still come support her because the people are the ones that speak. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Mike, do you have any other questions? No, no more questions for me. No. Uh-uh. Well, fellas, it has been fun. I have, I have enjoyed talking to all of you. Thank you. Terry, let me just say thank you for this platform today. Um, it's it's so needed for us because we we are independent and we're we're doing this totally on on our own. So every time we get a voice that goes across the airwaves, you know it's it's a blessing and it's an opportunity that we don't take for granted. So sincerely, for myself, Jubal, and the band, I know I can speak for for all of us. Thank you for this opportunity today. No, it's my pleasure, and the show will be um, archived on blogtalkradio.com, and it will also be available on iTunes as a podcast. I I can go to iTunes and download it from there. Okay? Okay. And also, I'm I'm, I'm going to get um, your number from, um, I guess, Sherry or from Lisa, so that when I come to Atlanta, we can definitely hook up. That's easy. That's easy. Perfect. Yeah. All right, Errol, I want to close the show with the song. I'm going to let you pick it. I get to be, uh, wow. Um, I'm gonna say no more. Okay, and tell me about this one. Um, well, uh, it's, it's another <laughs> it's another song about love. You know, I mean, for me, it's just it's it's just a blast to play the song. It's just it feels good. I love the. The, the feel of it that Chris, you know, Chris is the anchor for all the stuff and the way he played on that and all the songs really just it makes it for me. Yeah, and and I just want to say this too. Um, in my opinion, when we got Chris Johnson in this band, it solidified everything for me. And yep. you know, and 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 Swiss Army is just icing on the cake. But Chris Johnson, when he got in, into this band, it allowed, it opened us up to say, we can play anything. I mean, we can, anything that comes to my mind, I'm not worried about if we can execute it. And I just want to thank you for that, Chris. And thank you, thank God for blessing you with that talent, man, because you really took us to a, to a whole nother level. And I will not be buying you Christmas gifts, but I'll tell you this. <laughs> you really took us to another level. And Terry, this is BJ. I have one more thing to say. Somehow you're going to have to sneak in the title track of the CD, which is you. So I don't know okay. how much more time we have. So 
you is the record. It is the song. It is the soother. It is the ear candy. So uh, hopefully we can sneak that in. So I, I couldn't okay, take it, do, but you got I'll do my you. best. Okay, I'll do my best. We got 11 minutes to go, so I'll do my best. All right. Um, right. Jubu, let everyone know where they can find the music and you guys on the web. You can find the music on iTunes, CD Baby, um, and you can go to our website, which is legallyblindmusic.com, and you okay. spell that blind with a Y, B-L-Y-N-D, not an I, because once again, we were going against the grain. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can find everything, legallyblindmusic.com. All right. Thank you, guys. This has been such a pleasure having you on. Thank, thank you thank so you. much for having us. Yeah, and thank you to again to Lisa Taylor. Uh, for your assistance in getting them scheduled. I appreciate that, Lisa. Thank you so much. All right, Mike, Thank I you, will Lisa. be talking to you uh, later. I'm gonna, Say again. I'm gonna, oh. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play the music. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. This is No More. Thanks again, fellas. Have a great day. Thank you. Doing, guys? You too. Thanks. All right, bye.
what you're doing I know where you're going
thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.